Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. This is it. It's the end of the year, and it's about the time we all start thinking of what we want things to look like in the new year, whether it's New Year's goals or resolutions or just making some gentle shifts for a healthier, happier life. So today, I want to share the three routines I think you need to put in place for easy, healthy dinners this upcoming new year and beyond. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? Let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Number one. The number one routine I think you need for making easy, healthy dinners all year long is a meal planning routine. You're not surprised, right? I shared some of mine in the meal planner episode, but I want to give you kind of some insight into what my meal planning routine looks like and how you can make meal planning easier as well. Each week at the same time, for me, it's Friday mornings. I sit down with my coffee and a chill playlist in my AirPods. I actually look forward to this time each week. I take a look at the week ahead in my planner, and I note anything going on in our evenings that'll make getting meals on the table harder. You know, harder than the usual kids are hungry and fighting over things, my husband's getting home late, whatever it might be. I look at the things that we have week to week. For us, it's Girl Scouts and soccer, and we might be adding in more activities in January as well, or other things that are coming up. Maybe we're going to do dinner with friends one night. Maybe my husband has a business meeting, whatever it might be. I mark those things down in my, I make sure to take a note of those things in my calendar 
They're already marked down. And then I get out my Healthy Mama meal planner and I flip to that week's meal plan. No, you don't need a Healthy Mama meal planner to make meal planning work in this upcoming new year, but it is a helpful tool and I do actually use my Healthy Mama meal planner or my meal planning notepad and I just sort of alternate which ones I use depending on the week. You definitely don't need both. Usually it's just one or another or just a notebook wherever you want to write down your meal plan. So the first thing that I do is I go to my on hand list. This is right next to each other in the meal planner, but you can again write this down anywhere. I jot down anything that I want to use in my pantry, my freezer, and especially things I need to use up in my fridge. And from there, I take those things I want to use up and I jot down a few meal ideas. At this point, I usually flip to my family favorites list for some inspiration. I talk more about the family favorites list in the last episode where I talk about meal planning tips for the new year, how to make meal planning easier in the new year. Having a family favorites list is a game changer because it gives you a place to start with your meal plan, meals that you know your family is going to enjoy. So from there, I choose a couple of recipes I want to make that week from my family favorites list. So these are realistic weeknight crowd-pleasing recipes. I know everyone's going to generally enjoy, you know, things change, people have opinions, but for the most part, these are meals everyone enjoys, maybe with some small modifications, but nothing huge. And I pop those into my meal plan where they fit. If they're quick meals or slow cooker meals that I can set up for busier nights, then I make sure to plug those into the nights where we have those activities and I need more support. Otherwise, I put them where else they seem to fit And then I find recipes to fit those busy nights, again, either from my family favorites list or my recipes to try list. Both of these I come up with once a season. Another tip that I shared in the last episode, so go back and listen to that one if you want to hear about the importance of having a meal planning date. So I do this once a season. I am not pulling out every cookbook I own, every blog I love, every single week. This is, I literally just have my family favorites list and my recipes to try list. And I also have a personal list of recipes I need to test if I happen to be testing recipes that week, which I know doesn't apply to the majority of people. But for full transparency, those are the things that I pull out when I do my meal planning each week. I plan for five days, just five days. I leave the other two days open for family fun, a date night or leftovers. We love doing leftovers night at least once a week. This helps to save money and just simplifies one night of the week. And then I pull up these recipes from my recipe folder on Google Drive. I keep all of my recipes that I use for my weekly meal plan in this folder on Google Drive. I have even gone as far as taking photos of recipes from my favorite cookbooks and adding those to Google Drive as well. So everything is in one place. I find that when things are organized, it just makes things so much easier. So I have my lists in my meal planner. And then I have everything in my Google Drive, so I can just pull up those recipes for that week. Something that I have recommended to my clients before is if they find meal planning every single week intimidating, something you can do is create separate folders for meal plans that have worked. So name them whatever you want to, but meal plans that have worked and you can copy those recipes into a separate folder. So you have a folder that's meal plans that worked and you can label them whatever you want to you know, um, easy dinners or something like that. Like maybe it was just like an easy week of dinners or everyone loved it. Label it whatever you want to, but have a separate folder with those five recipes in it. So if you need inspiration and you just kind of want the whole week turnkey, you can click on that and you have that meal plan in there. 
Same thing goes for marking down in your Healthy Mama meal planner if you have one which weeks worked really well. This is where I find the benefit of having the planner versus just the notepad. It's whatever works for you. But actually being able to write down this week worked really well. It was either budget friendly or everyone loved the recipes or it felt less stressful. It was simple to create the meals that week, whatever it might be. We all have different reasons for meal planning. So if it hits on those reasons, make sure that you are supporting yourself and going, oh my gosh, we can, I can do this exact plan again in the future. So write down somewhere where that works. And so for me, I kind of have an idea of what works well together because I've been doing this for so many years. So usually I pair recipes together, recipes that have similar ingredients. I often pair these in one week. For instance, a couple of recipes that I like to pair together are my butternut squash, coconut, and kale curry with either my butternut squash and beef chili or my sweet potato, kale, and beef stew because those have similar ingredients. So I like to utilize ingredients more than once. If I am just, if I'm buying one vegetable for one meal, as I want to make sure that I'm using up that entire amount in that meal. If it's something like a butternut squash that's big and I can use in multiple meals or a bag or a head of kale, I like to make sure I'm using those in more than one meal. This is a budget tip as well as an easier meal planning tip. And it also helps with meal prep as well because you can double up. So a couple of quick tips there. But the point is that I pull up these recipes from my recipe folder on Google, and then I jot down my groceries by category. This is so important. This is going to make your grocery shopping so much easier. So I write them down by category. So produce, dairy, and freezer. I put those together because they are together in the vast majority of stores. They're right next to each other dry goods, so the center of the store, and then meter fish. So these are, I, I categorize everything. So when I go to the store, I'm just looking at that one category. I'm in the produce section, looking at the produce. I'm in the dairy section, looking at the dairy. I am in the meat section, looking at the meat, and I get everything I need. This saves me time at the grocery store, and it saves me money. The less wandering I do, the less extra things I'm going to pick up as well. If I'm not sure if I have something or not, I will go to my pantry and my freezer. I'll go to my inventory list first and scroll down. And if it's, you know, right there, okay, I probably have this on hand. Or I go to my pantry or freezer and check and make sure that I have those things that I think I have. If they're not on my, like, quick on-hand list that I do, the on-hand list takes, like, five minutes. It's not, not even five minutes, probably two minutes. It's just, what's in the fridge I need to use? Okay, I've got some celery, I've got some carrots, I've got some kale. Let's see how I can incorporate those this week. And then I have the can of chickpeas that has been in the pantry for, like, three weeks. Let's incorporate that somewhere. And this is another budget tip. So if you happen to not use something one week, you can utilize it a different week really intentionally, save a little bit of cash there, or... If you want to, you know, double up on things, buy things in bulk, because that makes sense for you because they're ingredients you use often, you can go, okay, I've got a full jar of lentils because I thought I would include them in my meal plan more and I haven't. So let's be intentional about using some lentils this week. So for me, the on-hand list is super quick. And then while I'm making my grocery list, I make sure that I and checking off anything or not buying extra things I don't need, making sure I'm checking to see if I already have things on hand, if I think I might already have them on hand. And then I make sure to include notes for breakfast and lunch. Sometimes this is super simple. I just jot down yogurt for breakfast, and then I assume that we'll either do like toast and eggs or cereal or 
cereal. We don't even do cereal often. I don't know why that popped up. I meant smoothies. <laughs> Very different words. Smoothies, toast and eggs, things that we oftentimes have. Um, or I'll meal prep something if I'm not recipe testing breakfast. So sometimes it's super simple. Sometimes it's more detailed. When the kids are in school, they're both homeschooled right now as of right now, December 2022. We're not exactly sure what's going to happen next year. So I will write down kids lunch things here as well. Typically for us for now, we just make sure that there's something on hand for the kids for veggies, for veggies and fruit and some sort of a protein. So we will ask the kids. They choose, they each choose. So I have two kids. So each one of them chooses a fruit and a vegetable. Sometimes it's the same, sometimes it's different. And a main. So this might be a protein or a sandwich. And they request that. And that's what we serve for lunch. We just kind of rotate the ingredients throughout the week. We do little snack plates for lunch most of the time. Sometimes they do sandwiches. But for the most part, or wraps, that's what they have each week. So a little insight into that. And then I will also sometimes jot down what I'm going to do for meal prep that week. But usually I will wait until after I go grocery shopping because sometimes I don't have what I want at the grocery store. Sometimes I switch things up a little bit once I actually get to the grocery store in terms of very simple things like the vegetable we're going to serve as a side. For the most part, my meal plan stays what it is. And then on Sunday morning, so to back up, I do my meal planning on Friday I do my grocery shopping on Saturday, and then on Sunday morning, I will jot down what I want to meal prep that for that week. This is usually pretty simple. We'll talk about this in a little bit. Spoiler alert. And um, then I'll write down the couple of things that I want to prep for the week, whatever that might be on Sunday after I've done my plan and gone grocery shopping as well. That's my usual routine. Okay, so some of the things that are most important in my meal planning routine is having a family favorites list and a recipes to try list that I use to start off my meal plan. Then I, and I also make sure to check my calendar. I do that typically before, check my calendar, make sure I know what is happening that week, insert meals that actually work for my family that week, and then make sure that I am writing down everything I need on my grocery list before I go to the grocery store. That's my meal planning routine, okay? Having a routine around this, having a date every single week where you sit down and you do your meal plan, it doesn't have to be the exact same time every week, but it needs to be consistent. This is going to help you make meals easier every single week, I promise you. In the last episode, I talked about why it's important to be flexible about your meal plan and just plan for five days and give yourself time to let life happen and to have those things pop up. This isn't being lazy. This is about letting life happen and being less stressed around your meal plan. The more stressful meal planning feels, the less likely you're going to do it. So creating that routine and having the tools in place to make it easier is what is going to help you to be consistent with your meal planning every single week and throughout the year. The Healthy Mama Meal Planner is a great tool for this. The Healthy Mama Meal Planning Notepad is a great tool for this as well. Or just utilize what I shared with you. If you need to go back, listen again, take notes, do so, and then go ahead and create whatever date makes sense, whatever time to start makes sense for you for this upcoming year. Start to create a routine around meal planning. Routine number two, probably not going to come as a surprise after I talked about this, talking about meal planning, but routine number two is a grocery shopping routine. Now, most of us grocery shop, 
right? Okay, maybe somebody else grocery shops for you. That's awesome. If you do Instant Cart or Instacart or grocery delivery, whatever, that's this is this still applies to you. This totally still applies to you. What's important here is that it's a routine. I know you go to the grocery store or you get groceries delivered to your house some way. I want you to make a routine out of it. So the first thing you need to do is decide how you want to shop. This might change, but you got to start somewhere. Do you want to do grocery delivery? Do you want to do a combination of delivery and store shopping? Do you want to go to the farmer's market? Do you want to do some delivery from online sources and then go to the grocery store in between? Choose a place to start. When you choose a place to start, it at least gives you a place to start at the beginning of the year. So you're like, all right, this is what I'm going to do for at least a few weeks see how it works, and you can always shift from there. But decide how you want to shop. Maybe you want to try something new this year. Maybe you want to try grocery delivery. Maybe you want to try a combination of delivery and store shopping. Maybe you want to hit up the farmer's market more. I know depending on where you are in the world, that might not be available in January. It's actually more available for us down in Florida in January than it is other times of the year. So it totally depends on where you live. Um, But decide how you want to shop first. The second thing I already mentioned is you want to make sure that you are checking your fridge and freezer and doing a light inventory update. Each week, I want you to make sure that you're just using what you have on hand first. That's why the on-hand list is helpful in the meal planner or just doing your own on-hand list and going, okay, what is in my fridge I need to use up? What's in my pantry? What's in my freezer? Just on a quick baseline level, two minutes. And then every few months doing a full inventory of your pantry and your freezer. We all have different size pantries and freezers. Some of us have more than one of either or both. So making sure you know what's on hand and you can utilize those things is going to help you save money on groceries and avoid wasting extra food and save you time at the grocery store as well. All of us want to save time and money, right? I mean, I don't know anyone who doesn't. So check your fridge and freezer and do a light inventory update. So check what's on hand and then Every month or so, I like to go and just update my inventory sheets and go, okay, like, what what have I actually used up? Because I don't always remember to do this weekly. I will be totally honest with you. But having that list updated, the more I, the, the more that I can have it updated, the more often I have it updated, the easier it is to use it as a reference point. The other thing I want to make sure you're including in your grocery shopping routine, so we've decided how we want to shop. We've checked our fridge and freezer and our pantry, done a little update, gone what is actually in here. And then I want you to clean out your fridge before you go shopping. If all we're doing is, and I actually like to do this kind of as my inventory time. So I take out anything that's old, expired, that's, you know, gone wilted or whatever it is. I freeze what I can in terms of produce, maybe to use for broth if my celery is wilted or something like that. Real life, this is what happened to me this week. I don't know. It was, it's only like a week old, but it got really wilty. And so, okay, I'm going to go ahead and throw that in the freezer, just chop it up lightly, put it in a stature bag, put it in the freezer. I can use that for broth later on. Great way to save money as well. So, Cleaning out your fridge, going in, taking out anything you don't need, making room for the new things can also help you to do that little bit of an inventory of your fridge. And then you have a place to put things when you get home. And you're not just shoving things in the front of the fridge and forgetting about all the things in the back. Okay. So having that routine around that. So none of this needs to be hard or take a ton of time. Okay. The deciding how you want to shop, that only happens once. Until you, you know, until it doesn't work and then you change it up. So that's not something you have to do every week. Every week, cleaning out your fridge. Again, it doesn't have to be a full 
clean out every single time. I like to do a deep clean, like a real deep clean about once a month. And then I do a wipe down every single week. And then it tends to keep it pretty clean. Sometimes I need like a mini deep clean every two weeks. But for the most part, as long as I'm just cleaning out any of the extra stuff and giving it a wipe down each week, I use the seventh generation disinfecting wipes. They work great. That's, you know, just my personal preference. So doing that kind of quick clean out each week helps me to know what's on hand, use what's on hand, and sometimes get some inspiration as well. Then I do my little inventory update, and then I create my grocery list based on my meal plan, right? So I create my meal plan, and then like I said, I create my grocery list based on categories. This is so huge and is going to save you so much time at the grocery store. So creating your list based on categories. And as a bonus tip, something that you don't have to do, but something you can do and is really helpful, again, there's space for this in the meal planner, it's to create a staples list. So a staples list are those things that you buy at the grocery store every single week. When you figure out what these things are, you can basically create two grocery lists that you use side by side. My staples list is in my phone. So I have my phone pulled up and I go, okay, I just, and I know what these things are. I just pick them up without even thinking, but I still reference it when I'm in the store just in case I forget anything. So for instance, we get whole milk Greek yogurt every single week. We get some sort of a bread, whether it be sourdough or sprouted bread every single week. We get spinach every single week. Almost every single week, we get frozen fruit. We get fruit every single week. This changes. Usually bananas and apples are are staples, and in the summer it's berries. So I make sure to get a fruit for the kids. I get eggs every week. I get garlic every week. Those things are staples that we always have on hand. I also have carrot, celery, and onion on this list because I use them all the time and tend to assume that I have these, which is why it's important to do my quick little mini inventory, my on-hand list, because if I go, oh my goodness, I only have one onion left and I use onions in almost all of my meals, I need to grab a bag of onions. Same thing for carrots, same thing for celery. I had the embarrassing meal planning moment the other day when I went to go create a recipe And I didn't have carrots. And I was like, or I had one like tiny little carrot left. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not following my own routines. I did look in the fridge before I meal planned, but it was very quick. I saw the bag of carrots in there and was like, okay, we've got carrots. No, we did not have carrots. We did not have enough. So I am not immune to making mistakes. This, you know, this is never going to be perfect, but it is really helpful to go, okay, what do we have on hand? And to make sure you have those things that you use on the regular that you might assume you have. Things like bread. My husband always assumes that we have bread. So I have to make sure that we have bread because he's always like, I can make a sandwich. Deli meat's also on our list because he likes making sandwiches for lunch. Things like that. So having a staples list, the things that you eat every single week or you use every single week, can make your shopping even easier because, and it can also make budgeting easier, but that's a whole other conversation we can talk about a different day. Basically, I have calculated about how much my staples list is, and I take that off of my weekly grocery budget, and then I can go, okay, how much do I have to spend on the rest of the stuff? Okay, so I have like an overall total, and then I have how much do I have to spend on the rest of the stuff outside of staples, because I know I'm going to buy those every single week. But again, that's something we can talk about in the future. Having a staples list makes your shopping easier. You know 
And, and it means that it's less trips to the grocery store when you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot this thing that I use every single week because I just assumed I had it. So having that staples list and just going check, 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 make sure you have all those things. You're not writing those things down on your list every single week. You're only writing down the things that you need for the recipes that aren't on your staples list. Okay, hope that makes sense. So that's number two. I want you to get into a grocery shopping routine. Decide how you want to shop. Make sure that you were cleaning out your fridge before you go shopping. Check your fridge and freezer and just do a really light inventory update. Create your list based on category after you meal plan. And as a bonus tip, I like to do this when I have my seasonal meal planning date. Create a staples list. Your shopping is going to be easier if you do this that way. Routine number three is a casual meal prep routine. Listen, this does not need to be complicated. It can be an hour maximum, okay? It does not have to be complicated. It can be more complicated if you need more support. This is all about where you're at and what you need for your family week to week. But I think no matter what type of situation you are in when it comes to your meals, a little bit of meal prep will help you make meals easier every single week. When I say meal prep, I don't mean you need to portion out everything into little containers or you need to cook all of your meals ahead of time or any of your meals ahead of time. There are different types of meal prep, and I talk about these in my meal prep course, but basically there's ingredient prep where you're just prepping ingredients, getting these ready to go so you can throw them into quick meals. This is my most often in this season of my life, I do more of an ingredient prep. Then there's batch cooking, which is on the other side of things, which is where you do cook your meals ahead of time. It could be some of your meals. It could be all of your meals. And then there's a combination where you batch some things ahead of time and you work on ingredients for the other meals. And this is something I tend to do as well. I will make something for breakfast or something for lunches and the rest of its ingredients. Again, this doesn't need to look like anyone else's. It only needs to look like what works well for you. But the way to figure out what is going to work well for you or the way to get started with this is to figure out which days are the busiest for you and which days you need the most support in getting meals on the table. If you're starting, this is maximum three days, maximum three meals, because we need to get into that routine. I don't want you to burn yourself out by prepping for like three hours every week for like two weeks in a row and then you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Just start prepping for like a half an hour. Just chop some veggies on a Sunday. The two places I recommend you start, you can start with one or both, but I do recommend you start with both. This will take you about an hour, is to get at least one protein cooked that you can use in more than one meal. This can be shredded chicken. It can be a pot of beans. It can be a couple pounds of ground beef. Get that done. The reason why I want you to get this done is because proteins tend to take the longest. They tend to take the longest to cook. And so having these done will shorten the meal preparation time for you, whatever meals you're going to make. It's going to make everything a little bit more of a shortcut. And the second thing I want you to focus on is produce, because produce tends to take the longest to prep ahead. So peeling, chopping, slicing, dicing, whatever it is, get your produce ready to go. And if that's all you focus on, this should take you about an hour or so for all of your meals. If you're a little bit slower in the kitchen, you're still getting used to cooking, it might take you a little bit longer. That's okay. But for the most part, 45 minutes to an hour is all you need to make your meals easier all week long. This doesn't have to be complicated. If you're just starting out, like I said, maximum, pick three days, whichever days are the busiest, focus on the two Ps, okay? Protein 
and produce. And then you can add more from there. You can start with just ingredient prep and then you can move into combination prep. Maybe add a snack or a dip or a sauce or some grains in the rice cooker or the instant pot or a breakfast that you're cooking ahead of time or a lunch you're making ahead of time. Start small and then add on to it. This will make it easier because the goal here with all of these things, meal planning, grocery shopping, casual meal prep, is that they become a routine and they just become something that you do every single week. So for me, Friday's meal planning and grocery shopping. Sometimes I grocery shop on a Saturday, but I like to grocery shop on Fridays. Sunday's my meal prep. That's it. That's that's every single week. Every single week, this is what happens. It doesn't feel stressful. Does it feel, you might feel a little bit of resistance, I should say. Does it feel maybe hard in the beginning? Are you like, I don't want a meal plan. I'm giving you all of the tools here, okay, to make meal planning easier. Do that meal planning date. Make your family favorites list and your recipes to try list. Just plan for five days. This does not have to be complicated. You do not need to overcomplicate it. I think this is one of the number one things I say when I work with women one-on-one is let's let's take a step back and stop overcomplicating it. It doesn't need to be so complicated. You are super mom anyway. Everything that you're doing is great. You do not need to overcomplicate things by making seven perfectly cooked hour-long meals every single day from scratch. It's not realistic for the vast majority of us. And if that's what you want to do, then that's awesome. Go for it. You're probably not here listening to ways to make things easier, right? If I mean, but you can still use these tips. I should say that, okay? That's if that if you have extra time to prepare meals every single night, that's awesome. You just might be choosing different meals than some of us who have more activities during the week or whatever it might be. We're all in different situations and it's not about there being any right way. It's about making it work for you and making it feel less stressful. So these things, being in a meal planning routine, making grocery shopping easier and getting into a casual meal prep routine. And hey, you don't have to do all of these at once either, okay? You can start with just the meal planning routine and writing a grocery list. And then you can get into the habit of making sure that you are cleaning out your fridge and doing a little bit of an inventory every week. Then you can do some casual meal prep. You can do this once a week or, you know, once a month in the first few months of the year. I'm not pressuring you to start all of these at once, but I do think that you need these three routines in place to make meals as easy as possible. And again, even if you just choose one of these and you're like, I'm just going to keep doing grocery shopping the way I always do it. That's awesome. It's whatever works for you. Again, I'm never here to preach this is the only way to do things. I'm only here to give you solutions. So, I hope this is helpful. I hope you feel a little bit of ease hearing my routine and hearing how these things can make your meals easier all week long. Start one at a time, one step at a time, turn these into routines and watch meals become easier week after week in the new year. If you need some weekly inspiration and motivation for your routines this year, be sure to join the Healthy Mama Cooking Club starts at just $3 a month. It's $5 a month if you also want a bonus podcast episode. This one is all about meal prep and simplifying meal prep in the new year, or January, as I should say, is all about meal prep and simplifying meal prep in the new year. I've got lots of hacks for you over there. And then you can also get a mix and match family meal plan 
It's got breakfast. It's got lunches. It's got dinners. It is all about choosing the meals that work for you. There's exclusive recipes in that meal plan as well for only $10 a month, and those come out every single season. So join us in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. Pick up your Healthy Mama meal planner if you haven't gotten one yet. There's a print at home option too. If you're like, it's not going to get to me by the new year, you can print it at home as well. Um, But that's what I've got for you all. I hope you all have a great last week of the year. Enjoy the last week of 2022. Happy New Year, and I will catch you in the new year. Thank you for listening to Mommy's Podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts. You never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mentioned, head to HealthyMamaChris.com podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.